Hi, welcome to the ATS podcast uh, with me, Will Brown, and John Salisbury, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. The topic for today is the best program, uh, but we're going to start off with a bit of off-topic, which is also the best program, and more referring to the media kind. Um, my pick for this would have to be Red Dwarf. Classic British sci-fi, decent amount of seasons, still holds up today, still funny, hasn't been destroyed by controversy that comes out yet, he says hopefully. Um, but yeah, great show, hilarious. If you if you enjoy sci-fi, if you're like, I, man, I just wish Doctor Who was less serious and more of a take, yeah, it could probably be that. What do you think? Yeah. What, what's your bag? Yeah, like I, I think as well, it's uh, it falls into the bag as well of every episode and season is good. Like quite often, you'll get something that like the first season is really good, and then everything after that is slowly getting worse. Like Homeland's a good example. I don't know if you've watched it, but season one, bang it, really good kind of like CIA like spook kind of thing, and then just after that, just no, gets slowly slowly more off the rails, and you're like, what? For me, I think uh, at the moment it helps I've watched it recently, but The Witcher is right there for me. I really love that. Um, the fantasy is really good. I like the story anyway, haven't played the games. Um, Game of Thrones would be up there, but it does not fall into the arc of all seasons being good, because the last few are... Yeah, not so bueno. The, uh, the last one in particular. Uh, very much... Yeah. Very much shows that they ran out of reference material yes. they had they had a bunch of stuff they had like what what is it now six feast for crows a dance of dragons part one and two so they had six yeah six books to reference yeah. and that was all good not like they stuck really hardly to them really no, solidly they... to the material but like they had pretty good reference and then it just went off the edge yeah, you just kind of, kind of be like, all right, this is probably what's going to happen, maybe, and off we go. Yeah, it gets a bit wild. It gets a bit Hollywood. Um, we'll make the Clegane Bowl just for all the Redditors, and then we'll be off. Oh, yeah, forgot. At least, I mean, at least we got the Clegane Bowl. At least it happened. Ball. Yeah, at least we got the Clegane Bowl. That was good. The hype on Reddit around that was pretty dope. It was just a shame it was part of this awful series. Yeah. Just the, clip it and put it on, like, season three or something. Yeah, that would have been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, The Witcher, The Witcher was also good. Uh, I enjoyed season two about as much as season one. I enjoyed season one a lot more, mainly because they had that absolute banger that took over the internet of toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh yeah, the they the were second one was pretty good as well. It didn't quite take over, but yeah, I don't. I mean, you're struggling to follow that. I feel no, you can't. I also enjoy all the post-season interviews where they were doing obviously like the media punditry tour and the frequency with which Henry Cavill gets asked about his nerdy hobbies in like a overly negative way and then he just goes off on one on the fact that he actually really enjoys doing nerdy stuff and all these like famous people are like really? He's like yeah actually yeah yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I, a bit of a tangent, but I love the story about how he almost missed uh, his opportunity to do Superman because he was playing Warcraft. Love it. Yeah, 
we've all been there. He just chinned off his phone. He's like, nah, can't be important. Yeah, who calls this? Who calls in the twenty first century? Yeah, absolutely missed his almost missed his casting call for the Man of Steel because he's too busy raiding on WoW. We've all been there. Um, yeah. So going into our actual topic of best program, a concern that a lot of people have when they start out their health and fitness journey is they want the best thing. Most people, I mean, that's a fairly human concern, is they'll be like, right, I'm going to get this. What is the best car? The best, I don't know, way to learn a second language. Best way to learn guitar. Best whatever it is. People want the best and or optimal. And it's not just as simple as which one has the most Google reviews. No. The best program to start with could literally be almost anything if you don't want to work with a coach of any kind if you're just training in your garage by yourself or training in a kind of small like your friend's gym or just going to a commercial gym but you're just not looking to invest in direct coaching well number one you're kind of a little bit further away from best at that point but if you are going with a pre-programmed or kind of pre-set program to follow you could literally pick anything in all in your uh, first kind of months to year of training and it'll probably do you really well yeah i think one thing actually i just thought of it now is if there is a coach out there that you do follow and kind of like their thing and you're just getting into fitness just give them a message. You, I think you'd be amazed at how many coaches would be like, oh, well, I've got, it's obviously not going to be completely tailored to you, but I've got this program that I give out to a lot of our beginners. Um, and it then means further down the line, if you do think kind of think of working for them, you know their style, they know you a bit better. So it is also worth getting in contact with a coach that you follow on Instagram or whatever, um, and they might be able to help you out. Yeah. Getting in touch would be very helpful. Again, if you if you truly want the optimal solution, if you're like, get me from where I am to where I want to go as efficiently as possible, you probably need to find a coach that suits you personality-wise and seems, by all accounts, to be reasonably well-vetted. Again, you can just ask people, ask other people, most again if you get in touch and ask to get in contact with either current or previous clients that's another good way of kind of just feeling people out because realistically anyone can program certain things like after a point i don't think constructing an individualized program is a particularly niche skill set that like only this one guy who lives on top of a mountain has in classic fantasy lore it's yep. more just you need to figure out someone you're going to be okay talking to a bunch because that's most of what you're going to be doing at the start because you're going to have loads of questions and need like help through a lot of stuff. And so if they annoy you at face value, probably not the best person to to sign up with because you're going to have to deal with them a lot. Yeah, and totally agree. I think there's as well, there's a lot of general things in the fitness industry where there's, there's just lots of different ways to skin like to skin it and put it together so if you don't kind of like the way that someone goes about it that's absolutely fine like just go and find someone that you do get on with or do kind of like the the stuff they're throwing out 
because um, it's yeah it's a really long process and it's actually the amount of time you kind of end up talking to your coach or as a coach talking to your clients is unbelievable so yeah really make sure that you get on well with them and that will definitely end up being the best program for you is something that kind of works for you rather than just being this one guy on the internet who seems to only have super jacked clients and therefore that's the best yeah i had a, I had a brief look because it's oh it's been yonks since i had any kind of foray into pre-done kind of cookie cutter online programs or the classic spreadsheet that you put your maxes into uh kind of program stuff got kind of wild like there's yeah, yeah there's some kind of mental things kicking about there there's some i was looking through some uh some dup based training stuff the other day um that is kind of mental like the the depth and work that's gone into a lot of these kind of sheets is pretty ridiculous but um yeah people will go to ridiculous lengths just to have a program on a spreadsheet instead of just paying a coach but yeah i think the time the time invested into like the best spreadsheet as it were if you call it that is meant when like actually you could get far more benefit actually just having a professional look at your work every week or whatever their breakup is and just give input is far more valuable i think yeah de uh, definitely the 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 amount of effort it would well personally it would definitely take me to make one of these fancy spreadsheets but then again i'm not a spreadsheet wizard by any any stretch of the imagination is probably more than it would take for me to go through somebody's entire onboarding questionnaire ba basic movement screen and then put a program together yeah that just doesn't have all these fancy like macros and things that essentially turf out numbers based on percentages and all kinds of stuff and i think the big one with the cookie cutter ones is um you don't really get any support you just kind of get through in your spreadsheet and it's like off you go yeah Better i want to do this because see ya yeah that that that's kind of my main talking or touch point on the the best quote-unquote program is you can do your own programming, but you've got to really kind of develop a sense of when to change things. Like, first of all, you need to kind of know what to look out for as a good thing and a bad thing, which if you're very new is really not doable. Like, you have to make a whole ton of mistakes before that happens. Uh, and yeah, realistically, you've got to know when to kind of push things or when pushing things is fine and when to back off and chill. And most of us who've been lifting for a while learn that by getting them wrong, like a lot. Yeah. In your in your own training, when you're like, oh yeah, like my knees feel kind of creaky. I am squatting three times a week, but like maybe I'm just gonna man up and do it anyway. And then it's like, oh wow, funnily enough, I actually get way worse knee pain, and now I am definitely not squatting the same loads I would, and I'm gonna have to take several weeks to chill this out. And you're like, mm, yeah, that happens a yeah. lot until you yeah, learn. Yeah, just. Uh... We definitely used to do that. Like, oh, it's fine. Just slam out proofing instead. We'll just go to the gym anyway, and it'll be fine. And then, like, a month later, you're like, it's it's not fine. No, I was like, yeah, it's fatigue. Not. Yeah, if you're if part of your fatigue management and recovery <laughs> strategies is chowing ibuprofen with every meal, like, yeah, you're probably probably under recovered a bit there, or and you should probably alter your training loads. Yeah, 
but yeah, in could we it could potentially be summed up that the best program is the one that works for you the longest and that is either auto-regulated by yourself or a professional. Yeah, totally agree. So it can be, again, there's no one set or rep scheme or amount of frequency or anything that is the best. It's just what works for you. So you might start off doing frequency of like maybe three sessions a week. Funnily enough, the newer you are, the less sessions you need per week because you're super receptive to training because you've never done it before. Kind of like anything, like you take one driving lesson a week, you're going to get significantly better than you were doing zero driving lessons a week. Uh, <laughs> are you going to get much better doing four a week? Probably not. You're probably going to get hella overloaded and just kind of, well, I mean, burn a hole in your wallet given the rates of driving lessons at this time, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, and also have to give up a whole ton of your free time uh, to get that stuff done. I would suggest you start with little and then build as, as you need it, not just as it becomes the cool thing to do. Yeah, I think as well, as uh, you kind of half touched on something there that you brought up in our reels this week of if you are listening and haven't started yet or you're wondering what the best program to start is it's like just once a week even just once a week is like infinitely better than not going to the gym or not training for whatever you want to train for so just pick something and just even if you just start off by doing it once a week for a month that's great oh yeah 100 percent. i think people underestimate how valuable even just one session is like it, it really is this is where yeah, the I difference between one and zero is, well, I mean, like theoretically infinite, but is such a difference. It's it is unbelievable. So even just getting one in, yeah. This is I I struggle to I haven't found a decent analogy for how ridiculously vast the difference you could make to your quality of life is with one exercise session per week if you're currently at zero, which is mind-boggling. Like, I'm yeah. genuinely, like, it's so hard to quantify. Yeah, like, even, it's like, because I, I just have comparable skill development. Like, you would get ridiculously better at anything that you are currently not doing if you just do it once a week. <laughs> if you just do it once a week. Yeah. Like, un unsurprisingly, like, I don't know, if you're duolingoing your French, Spanish, Japanese, whatever it is, will get ridiculously better even at one session a week because funnily enough you you learn literally something like you are gaining knowledge or skill even minimally versus nothing yeah and i think like that in the in your general health is even more compounded like from doing nothing and say you're actually do nothing and are sedentary to even just one training session a week of just like some weights yeah, I also had a I had a client because I was talking about the sed sedentary people that do nothing, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know anyone that does nothing." I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, like they're always like people are," and he just began to list off a bunch of hobbies that essentially weren't exercise. I was like, "Yeah, th those are sedentary, bro. Like <laughs> sitting, playing video games, or like going." Again, like fucking going video around. games to three in the morning is not active no um any kind of hobby where you are sat at a desk not moving around much is... to be clear though 
playing video games to three in the morning is also fun, and we have done that. Oh yeah, it's very much fun. It doesn't really help contribute to an active or healthy lifestyle because it disrupts your sleep. But it It doesn't care as exercise. Yeah, I was like, those people are sedentary. Like nothing, assuming they don't have an active job, all of that is not really exercise. Like none of that's going to get your heart rate up. He's like, oh, really? It's like, yeah. I was like, that's exactly who I'm talking about. It's people like that. I don't know. Some games are uh, in the trenches with the boys gets my heart rate pretty high. Uh, That's fair. The the stress, the inherent stress gets the heart rate up. I I still don't think that counts as exercise. No, it definitely does not. I was like that one time they tried to bring up some, like they looked at elevated heart rate during high level chess games, like grandmaster level chess games, and then tried to equate it to calories burned. I'm like, unless you have like a gas exchange measure going on those guys whilst they're playing chess, which I can't imagine is very fun, you are not getting an accurate measure of calories. Also, chess does not burn calories. No. Being stressed out also doesn't. Otherwise, we definitely wouldn't have... (laughs) We have loads of stressed people, but we also have loads of people who are uh, overweight and adipose heavy. And if those two were cancelled each other out, we'd probably be fine. Folk would just, you yeah. know, they, but then it wouldn't be fine because people would be like, oh, well, the best thing for a public health intervention is a six day <laughs> work week. I'm like, mm, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But yeah, so in summary, the best program is one that you enjoy and will do consistently that is also scaled and auto regulated to your current experience level. Is that a reasonable summary? Yeah, bang on, Hank. Cool. Well, this has been the ATS Podcast, episode one, and we shall see you again for episode two in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye now. Bye.